This is Doug Green, and I'm the publisher of Telecom Reseller, and I want to welcome everyone back to the second of two of two-part series we're having with Peerless Network on some really important issues dealing with carrier issues, robocalling, and so on. Today I have with me Jim Brewer, who's the Executive Vice President, Products and Technology at Peerless Network. Jim, thank you for joining us today. Doug, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the podcast here. And we also have with us Tony Hiller who's the Executive Vice President, Operations and Engineering. Tony, also thank you and welcome to coming to our podcast today. Thanks, Doug. Pleasure to talk to you. Well, we're going to be diving into topics that are really important to a lot of our listeners, robocalling, the safety of care, the carrier networks, and so on. But uh, before we dive into that, Jim, what is Peerless? Well, thanks for uh, giving us the opportunity, Doug. Peerless is a nationwide uh, telecommunications carrier in the U.S., providing phone numbers and long-distance service, international service um, to to all carriers and carrier-like entities uh, in the U.S. And we're also very proud to be part of the InfoVIP family. InfoVIP's a global provider uh, of CPaaS, CCAS, and other uh, omni-channel communication services. So, you know, combined, you know, we really have every communication uh, tool that uh, an enterprise might need. So in our last podcast of this two-part series, we talked to your president and CEO, and we were talking about robocalling, and we were talking about how uh, Peerless is working on this issue. And then uh, today what we're going to be talking about is how the technology looks, what are the technical issues, and how that breaks down. So, you know, we've been reading a lot about robocalling, can you explain to our listeners what Peerless Network is doing to actually address this issue, Jim? Yeah, we're, we're doing a lot to address this issue. I think John in his podcast mentioned how robocalls are a lot like email spam. And, you know, when the spam filters, you know, find a means to detect and, and prevent that spam, the, the bad actors often evolve to try to get around those filters. And, you know, the, the battles we fight every day with robocalls are, are, are very analogous to that. So we, we have a lot of different means we employ to combat robocalls. Um, first and foremost is starting with uh, know your customer. So we, we get to know our customers really well, identify, you know, what business they're in and, and make sure they're, they're not one of these bad actors themselves. But then, then, of course, as an intermediate carrier for a fair amount of our traffic, uh, we get calls uh, indirectly um, from folks who might be bad actors. So we really go above and beyond to try to detect, filter, and block those illegal and, and malicious robocalls. Uh, and to do that, we employ a lot of technology. We, we have um, some patented technology um, that detects robocalls and, and can block them at their source. Uh, but then we also uh, revolve or, or uh, utilize uh, analytics from from third party analytics providers. So there are, you know, there's a whole industry uh, around blocking robocalls, unfortunately. Right. Uh, and there are analytics companies that, that really invest all of their R&D in, into developing algorithms that, that block and detect these calls. And uh, we supplement our own technology with, with that of analytics providers to 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 block them uh, as they ingress our network. So whether you're a customer of Peerless's phone numbers or a customer of our termination services, 
you can rest assured that, you know, we're doing as much as we can to protect you or your customers uh, from from robocalls using, again, you know, a combination of our own technology and analytics from from third party uh, analytics providers. So, Jim, you know, you're you're discussing here how Peerless is reacting at a network level, at, a, at, at sort of a, a, a macro level. But what about the individual customer? When Peerless gets a customer, when you receive notice from a customer that they've actually received a robocall, do you, do you react or respond in some way? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we, like all carriers, uh, expect reports of, of robocalls, uh, and we have a team of people uh, that work for Tony Hiller, who I'm joined uh, with today, um, that really uh, take uh, the, those reports and act on them. And, and maybe Tony can talk a little bit more about uh, what the team does. Yeah, yeah Tony, let's, let's hear a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, actually, I'll, I'll uh, kick that one off with a story. Um, we recently brought a, a new uh, call center, an inbound call center customer on board um, that was receiving calls from customers but they suddenly started receiving a lot of dead air and they reached out to us and said, you know, what's going on here? We're suddenly receiving all these dead air calls. Obviously we're missing customer calls. Well, that actually turned out to be a case of robocalling. Um, and we, we worked with them to ultimately find the source of those calls and block them, um, mitigated very quickly. They brought the, the calling samples to our attention and within 24 hours, we identified the sources across multiple carriers and blocked them. But really what was happening was they were getting uh, robocalls inbound to their call queues. And they were, you know, after the 15-second announcement or whatever, waiting to potentially connect to an agent on the other end, um, they were just ending up with uh, with dead air calls that were wasting their agent's time and basically, you know, wasting their service and revenue. So that was that was one case where you know the robocalling inbound became a serious issue and, and really impacted one of our customers. Um, we're able to identify those cases with a lot of the analytics that Jim just mentioned, as well as just the signatures we see um, oftentimes on ingress trunk groups into our network. So oftentimes we can proactively identify the robocalling traffic as it's coming into our network and identify it. Uh, before our customers even become aware of it, before it becomes a large problem. So, Jim, maybe you can uh, update us also on StirShake. And I don't know now, I've sort of lost track. I don't know how many podcasts and articles we've written about it and uh, broadcasted about it, podcasted and so on. It's sort of a buzzword in the industry, but what's the latest? Where are we with StirShake? Yeah, that's a great question, Doug. So, you know, Peerless was one of the first providers to, to implement StirShaken uh, several years ago now, now at this point. And, you know, at that time, you know, this was really pushed by the FCC and ultimately uh, by an act of Congress. Uh, and the hope was that, that StirShaken almost alone would solve, uh, for, for robocalls. Um, but unfortunately, obviously, you know, it's, it's an ongoing issue and, and stir shaken alone does not solve for robocalls. But, you know, stir shaken, as most of the listeners are, are familiar with, uh, allows for authentication of calls and, and easy traceback of what service provider originated that call onto the public switch telephone network. So uh, it definitely has helped in tracebacks a lot. So when there are illegal and fraudulent robocalls that occur, the industry traceback group of which uh, Peerless is a member 
uh, is much more easily able to, to identify uh, the originating service provider and, and work with them to, to shut off the bad actor. Um, so to the extent, um, you know, that is implemented, uh, then, you know, that that's helpful in that regard. But um, stir shaken by itself obviously doesn't prevent robocalls. It just helps us find those bad actors much more efficiently, much quicker and much easier than than before stir shaken. So stir shaken as a technology, again, the FCC has mandated that uh, all service providers have it implemented in their network at this point. Uh, and, you know, Peerless has obviously for a number of years, and we are seeing that our interconnected customers and carriers are, are supporting uh, the technology, which is great. Um, there, there is a, a little bit of a loophole with TDM technology. Stir Shaken is a, a SIP-based technology, uh, and, and unfortunately there are still a number of switches in the U.S. that operate a TDM infrastructure, uh, which can kind of let uh, – you know, calls go through without stir shaken. So efforts are, are, are being made to, to support a stir shaken like standard for, for, for TDM. Uh, and that will help. And of course, as, uh, technology evolves and TDM is, is ultimately re- replaced by SIP, then we'll see greater adoption. But stir shaken is a very, very valuable tool and component of combating robocalls. Uh, and when supplemented with, with analytics, uh, and with some of the technology we have really, uh, you know, creates a, a robust and capable uh, solution to combat robocalls. But it is, uh, unfortunately, just one of the many uh, needed technologies and processes uh, to, to combat robocalls. So you just mentioned uh, call analytics as, the, as another tool. And I understand that call analytics can be extremely helpful in in understanding and remediating a robocaller. Could you explain more about how Peerless does this? Yeah, so we have our own internally developed analytics capabilities, but we also bring to bear, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, third-party analytics uh, capabilities. So there are a number of, of really industry-leading analytics providers um, three major ones, and, and we've partnered uh, with one of them to, to provide analytics really on every call that traverses our network. Um, so we're, we're able to, to look at the reputation of the caller uh, on a per-call real-time basis, and if that call uh, has a bad reputation, we're able to, to prevent it from completing through our network. So we, we look at that, we, we block those calls. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, it, it's not a panacea. Uh, you know, they're not right in everything they do, uh, just like uh, we're not always right in everything we do. Um, so occasionally there are false positives. Uh, and, you know, we work with our customers and really all of the analytics providers um, to make sure that legitimate calls aren't erroneously caught up uh, and the ever-evolving algorithms uh, of these analytics providers because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the, the bad actors are always evolving their techniques, which require us and the analytics providers to evolve our techniques. Uh, and, you know, sometimes a, a legitimate call can get caught up in that, but we work very hard to, to make sure those get through. So, Tony, as we wrap up our conversation today on our two-part podcast on this issue, What's the takeaway for listeners, you know, that are have businesses that have been impacted by robocalls or they have customers that are being impacted? It's a big it's a huge issue. 
Um, and it sounds like Peerless got a, some good strategies. Yes, it's a huge issue, and it's extremely complex to solve. So we have spent countless hours, countless dollars, and uh, a lot of effort into implementing a multi-stage robocall mitigation strategy within our network. We've done that, and our customers, as a result, don't have to. We can filter your traffic in either direction uh, to assist you with the traffic coming into your network or uh, the traffic uh, going out uh, onto the network as well. We can assist carriers with traffic in, in both directions for that. And we've really uh, also made extensive use of our own business intelligence and routing tools that we already had in place. Um, we're able to detect signatures on traffic uh, based on, say, calling patterns to blocks of unallocated numbers, um, persistent calling, long-duration calls to toll-free numbers, all the standard signatures of fraud that we've already been detecting. We've had that in place for years before that. Um, so Peerless is really brings a full-featured uh, suite of tools to solve this and many of the other fraud issues that your carrier customers, your platform customers, your digital natives are facing today. And with the uh, with the recent joining uh, the Infobit family, um, we've gained access to a whole nother suite of tools and intelligence that that team has developed and been making use of globally in the messaging space. It's a very similar problem, and they've solved many of the same problems already. So together, we're making an even more robust anti-fraud platform. Well, Tony, thank you very much for uh, coming by today and giving us some really great insight into what your company is doing on this issue and what can be done. Uh, also, Jim, thank you for joining me as well. I want to thank both of you for being on our podcast program and also thank John Barnacle for kicking this off with the first part of this two-part podcast series. I want to tell everybody, if you didn't listen to the uh, the other part before you heard this one, go ahead and take a listen to that too. I think you'll find the information very useful. Tony, where can we learn more about Peerless? Doug, uh, if people want to learn more about Peerless and our products, uh, they can always go to our website at uh, www.peerlessnetwork.com. And you can also go to our parents' website. Uh, that's www.infobip.com for our global parent. Well, I'll be looking forward to new podcasts in the new year on how the, how the two companies together are working to combat this and other issues. But for now, thank you very much indeed to both of you for joining me today. Thank you, Doug.